This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. Welcome to the show. That's Trav. I'm Drew. And I'm Trav. This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. And as always, we are here to talk about 80s and 90s media. And today it's TV media, and we're excited about that. Yeah. Uh, podcast at gmail.com, so please visit that and email us. Almost made that episode one mistake. Yes, <laughs> yes, almost. That was almost an episode one-er. Go back and listen to that episode. Good. Have you listened to it recently at I all? Have, I have not. I have not. I don't know if I can, honestly. Yeah, a little terrifying. A little terrifying, but um, I've thought about it, haven't done it yet. I think I'll go back and listen to it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how are you doing today, Trav? I'm doing pretty good. Got to take advantage of a day off today and play nice. some games. Nice. You said Slay the Spire recently? Yep, Slay the Spire. Been pretty addicted to that lately. Uh, how have you been? I've uh, been really good. Uh, we had to buy a new water heater, which is unfortunate, uh, but uh, you know that's the way things go. We got a fancy schmancy tankless one. Nice. Exciting. Nice. <laughs> yeah, one of the things we got with our house when we bought our house was a the water heater was a year old. Oh, nice. And the furnace was brand new. Nice. Or vice versa, one of the two, so that's good. Yeah, that's definitely good not not to have to worry about that stuff in the near future. That's right. always great. That's always great. Uh, so in today's podcast, I use some articles uh, from eOnline.com, one by Dominique Hakil, uh, one from uh, MentalFloss.com, one by Stacy Conrad. Con, it's C O R C O N R A D T. Yeah, Conrad. One of them is silent or something. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Stacy. Um, <laughs> and once again, the ever famous staff from Hollywood.com. Staff. Um, I didn't Shout really out. use anything from this. It just has a picture of the cast from like 2014 all together. So oh, nice. Go check it out if you want to see what they look like. They all look very similar to what they look like <laughs> as children, kind of like we all do. I'm sure. <laughs> So yeah, all those are going to be in the show notes, all those links to that stuff. Um, so let's get on over to that homework review, Trav. Let's do it. Oh, you know what? There's this thing on the table, and I'm going to reveal it to you now. Oh, okay. I kind of like spaced it out because it had been sitting here for so long, but I'm going to reveal it to you now. Um, I recently got this in the mail, and uh, we'll take a picture of it and put it on Instagram probably. But Probably. Are you ready? I'm Three, ready. Three, two, one. Oh, <laughs> nice. That is sick. Holy crap. You uh, hunted one of these bad boys down. Uh, yeah, it was very funny. So it's a uh, it's an actual talk boy from uh, Home Alone 2. So oh, dude, this tiger, is sick. Tiger talk boy. I think it's a tiger. Something like that, at least. Um, it literally came up. I was I went on to eBay just to look at eBay and this was the first thing on there and I was like only 19.99 no bids let's put a bid on that thing and yeah. I only got, I paid $25 for it nice it's not that much like yeah. I was like heck yeah 25 bucks Man, this will put you, I've never even held one of these, but I feel like it's putting me back in time <laughs> <laughs> I had never I don't think I had ever held one either this I is mean so cool <laughs> I feel like Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> oh, man. And the thing comes out and everything, and it's supposed to work. The eBay said that it works, so it's supposed to record. It's supposed to do the slow and everything like that. So nice. I haven't tested it yet because it needs some batteries, and it looks like it needs some uh, contact cleaner in there, you know, so needs to get cleaned up a little bit. But uh, I figured I would share that with you, Trev, and I figured it would be pretty cool. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> We can use this to record on. The yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm sure it would sound amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Could slow it down and everything. It'd yeah. be great. It'd be great. So with that out of the way, now we can finally move on to the homework review. And of course, we are doing Salute Your Shorts Season 1, Episode 1. And it was released on June 1st, 1991. And it's called, um, appropriately, The First Day. Because it's the first day at camp in this episode. There we go. Uh, this show was created by Steve Slavkin, and it's based on Salute Your Shorts, uh, colon, Life at Summer Camp by Steve and Thomas Hill, starring Kirk Bailey as Ugly, Megan Berwick as ZZ Ziff, Michael Ray Bauer as Eddie Donkey Lips C. Gelfin. I didn't know he had another name besides Donkey Lips, so yeah. that's, I don't, I bet, do you think they ever call him Eddie in the show once? I 
doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> None of he's introduced as Don Calypso in <laughs> episode one. Yep. Uh, Danny uh, Cooksley as Robert Bobby Budnick. Uh, Venus DeMilo as Telly Radford. As Telly Radford, it's interesting that her name is Venus DeMilo. I mean, that's a world famous sculpture. Yeah. So I uh, just kind of funny. I don't know if you would think that's a good thing or a bad thing growing up. I don't know. I would know. you like to be like? What if your name was like? Statue of David. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's a terrible example. But <laughs> I, Oh, man. I would have to really be pulling things in my way for life. With uh, that yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Tim Esther as Sponge Harris. Heidi Lucas as Dina Alexander. Eric MacArthur as Michael Stein. And Steven Slavkin as Dr. Khan. If you were wondering who voiced Dr. Khan. Dr. Khan. So I'd like to say, just start this off with uh, the fact that at one point, all the campers had to be completely recast. Uh, interesting, that right? That is crazy. Could have been a completely different cast of kids. So after the pilot was shot, the show got stuck in development and, you know, kids grow a lot in a year. Uh, so Nickelodeon, when they decided to move forward with the series, most of them were looking too old. And so that's just the way it goes, I guess, if you're a child actor. So... Um, all of the Anawana campers had to be recast, recast except for Donkey Lips. Except so for Donkey Lips. He must have retained his youthful glow. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> so there were two seasons of this show, and there's a total of 26 episodes, but only 10 of the 26 are on Paramount+. Plus. So if we can find a way to watch these other episodes, maybe we'll get to them, but we're probably going to, if we do this again, do this uh, series again. We'll probably stick to one of those 10 episodes. Right, right. We get some really good feedback and high demand for more <laughs> Salute Your Shorts. That would be amazing. <laughs> it would be amazing. I would love that. Um, how about we break this down, Trav? Let's get it broken down. The first day. The first day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it was a pretty good uh, opening gag with the bus driving through the welcome sign. I thought that was funny. It yeah. was a good way to open up the series. Uh, interesting. Camp Anawana is a play on words. It's a play on I don't want to. Anawana. Oh, nice. I never knew that. Never put that together. I had no idea that that's what it was. Anawana. Anawana. <laughs> Um, and unlike most Nick shows, uh, Salute Your Shorts was filmed on location in Los Angeles um, at Franklin Canyon Park. Uh, Franklin Lake, where the, the lake in the show, was also the opening lake for Opie in uh, the Andy Griffith show. Nice. And it's also where the creature from the Black Lagoon emerged from in Hollywood. Nice. <laughs> never seen that one. But. Nope, never seen that one either. Um, and then it was also filmed at Griffith Park for a lot of the outdoor shots. Uh, sets were used for the indoor stuff. So anytime you see them in their cabin, they're on a soundstage somewhere set, uh, doing that stuff inside. Sure. Uh, so Michael gets off the bus and we find out from Sponge that Camp Anawana literally bites, right? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Food bites, bugs bite, activities bite, everything bites. But it wasn't my choice. Never is. <laughs> it never is. Uh <laughs> Did you ever go to camp? I didn't. I, this show kind of makes me wish I did at some point. I feel like I did want to yeah. when I was younger, but I certainly didn't want to go to any sort of like Christian type no. camp or anything like that. And it seems like that's what was available right. in our youth. Is it, was, it was either a Christian camp or something involved with Boy Scouts. Right, right. And I, was and I wasn't not, in either. I wasn't yeah, in yeah, either. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> wasn't in either. Well, I was in Christian stuff, but I wasn't really interested in Christian camp as yeah, a youth. Yeah, for so. sure. Yeah, and also think of the movie heavyweights because isn't donkey lips in heavyweights i think you're right with yeah ben stiller yep. yeah i don't even though that movie makes camp not look so fun no <laughs> no still, still i always <laughs> wanted to go to camp um i never really went to camp either um i did do like hockey camps which were like day camps playing hockey so sure that doesn't really so count like go back home at night or? yeah go oh, back okay. home at night and sleep in my own bed like that I wouldn't. doesn't count no it doesn't count but <laughs> it was a camp it was hockey. a camp Hockey camps, what a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a professional, so I mean, what a waste of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Dad, what were you thinking? <laughs> uh, but uh, we get to see uh, Donkey Lips and Budnick. Uh, they are the obvious bullies of camp. Obviously. Um, missed opportunity right off the bat. I think with a gag that should have been done, it would have made sense for a kid's show. Uh, Budnick, he asks Michael if he has a nice trip and then proceeds to welcome uh, Michael to camp on Awana before pushing him over donkey lips. 
he should have waited to ask him how his trip was yeah. until right before he was pushing him over donkey lips. Right, right? agreed. And then he could have said, see you next fall. I mean, that, that should have been in a kid's show. <laughs> it should have been. Truly a missed opportunity for Camp Onawanians. Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> Come on, Bobby. Uh, you know, and then we get the infamous, famous, they run his uh, underwear up the flagpole, and all you can do is stand at attention, click your heels, and salute your shorts. Hey, he said it in the first episode. <laughs> yeah. He said it. Salute your shorts. <laughs> I like how he's just distraught after falling and not being hurt, but he takes forever to get back up, and then he just gives up. He's <laughs> like, oh, what are they doing to my clothes? And he just watches the whole thing. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He was not an active participant in that action at all. Nope. Um, we do get that ultra, ultra iconic theme song. Just try not to sing it while you watch it. Just yeah. try. It's yeah. impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> oh, boy. It's I hope we never part. Now get it right or pay the price. <laughs> uh, we get to go to, oh, one interesting fact about that theme song. It is the only theme song supposedly in television history to have the word fart in it. No way. That's apparently, I saw that a couple places on the internet. So supposedly the only television show in television or television show in television history. Legendary. <laughs> Legendary. <laughs> uh, it is kind of funny to hear it in a TV theme song. I mean, you don't expect something like it that. It is funny. And that's the main part I will always remember. <laughs> exactly. Makes me want to fart. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we get to go right into bunk 13 of the boys' bunk, and it's 200 miles from the nearest flush toilet. Sounds appetizing. Yeah. <laughs> Appealing. And we get some cool character introductions. Uh, Donkey Lips can spit a loogie eight feet in the air and catch it on his tongue. Thanks, Donkey Lips. Nice. Sponge is smart. He, his brain soaks things up like a sponge. Yeah. <laughs> and then a little tour of the cabin, too. Uh, they got a cooler and a fan and nudie mags. <laughs> That's great. For 50 cents, you can you can look at them, and for a dollar, I'll let you flip the pages. <laughs> that is very funny. That is very funny. Um, so which bed would you have chosen? I, mean, I know Michael's trying to like play the... Uh, I don't want you guys, you're setting me up to choose the gag bed, right? Zero chance I would have went on the one where the raccoon suffered and there was a <laughs> blood pile in there. No way. But he apparently thinks the other one was set up. He, he but nope. Nope. I totally agree with you. You go with whatever's going on in that I'd, other bed. I'd rather be set up <laughs> and then somehow be forced to either fix that bed that did not have raccoon blood or then ultimately have to switch to the raccoon bed. Exactly. Either way, Michael's roasted, toasted, and burnt to a crisp. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's a man. That is a that is a nineties-ism. Would you call it a nineties-ism? Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> roasted, toasted, and burnt, burnt to a crisp <laughs> with the nucks. Every nux. time he does anything cool, nucks. But it's nineties nucks. It's the up and down nucks, not the parallel nucks, yep. right? It's the nineties nucks. <laughs> Uh, we get to go over to the girls' cabin next uh, with Dina, ZZ, and Telly. Uh, and it's time for some activities, right? Uh, and it's baseball. And Dina is av in, is avoiding anything that has to do with anything being outside. Yeah. Right? She's just a... Why are you at camp? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and why is she famous? I didn't look into it. I wondered if you maybe remembered why her dad is famous. Like, is he a record producer? That's what I assumed. He's like a record producer. Gotta be something like that. Record producer. Uh, ZZ and Telly, they're ready to go. And... Uh, Camp is about experiencing the outdoors and having fun and not sitting around on your bunk. I mean, that's what they have to say to Dina about that. Um, plus a little bit of glasses foreshadowing. Yep, she needs yep. him to see. Oh, no, they're so ugly, but she needs him to see. <laughs> needs him to see. It's kind of uh, outdated. Like, it doesn't really happen in media anymore where, like, people get made fun of for wearing glasses, right? Definitely not. Because, like, everybody wears glasses. Yeah. Like, everybody I wears glasses I don't think it's now. even considered nerdy at this point. No, it probably isn't. It's yeah. just what everybody does. Because yeah. everybody can't see. Nope. <laughs> and I hate contacts. They're a pain in the butt. They really are. Have you ever thought about LASIK? Uh, if I had the money, maybe. I don't, like, glasses really don't annoy me nope. to ever put on, so, but I mean, if it would actually make my vision awesome, I'd probably do it if I didn't have to pay for it. Exactly, and I, I hmm, I'll talk to you about this <laughs> podcast. One of my best friends just did it, actually, like, two months ago, and 
he's glad he did it. And he just like looked up this random coupon and got like a thousand dollars off. Dang. And he found that the day before he did it. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I've never really entertained the idea of doing it. It's just like I don't think I really want to do that. Yeah, little sketch. A little sketch, even though it's been around for a long time. Keep knives and lasers away from my eyeballs. Yes, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All the kids are on the baseball diamond now, and Ugg is a buffoon and really doesn't care about his job, right? Right. <laughs> and supposedly the only uh, 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 counselor on the grounds. Yeah. The only one. There's no way. <laughs> He's the only one. There's no way. He's the only one. <laughs> There's no way any other adult has met Ugg and then, hey, you're good enough to do this yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got you these like 45 kids. You got it, right? You got it, right? You got, you got, it. got it, right? Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, we find out from Ugg that he's actually named Kevin Lee and that he will be their counselor this year. And then they start the chant. And it's one thing that I always think about with this show is the chant for ugly, yeah. ugly, 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 ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's so many things about this show, and that is one of them that I really enjoyed. And mm-hmm. it, like, genuinely enjoyed. It's such an interesting, the show was an interesting experience for me, which we will get into a little bit later. Yeah. Um, Ugg shares his coaching philosophies. Uh, sports, uh, sports are to the mind like fish are to water. Thanks, Ugg. That's kind of a weird thing to say. Yeah. Uh, keep the body sharp, and you'll never miss the point. Are there any questions? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a lot of questions. Uh, you want to tell us the exciting story of how you flunked out of gym teacher's school <laughs> or college? I guess uh, that is funny. Like. Gym teacher's college, like, yeah. what? A, <laughs> that's, what? That's, that's an interesting line. It's probably trying to write it as if a burn some 12-year-old would actually give, right? Right. Like, <laughs> I was like, gym teacher's college. That's you couldn't cut it as a gym teacher, so here you are, 45 delinquents. Uh, Budnick had those flip-up shades. You oh, wanted a pair, right? Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Everybody wanted a pair of those. They were the coolest thing circa 1991. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't get any cooler than that. You got the gif of Chris Farley. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love, too, that there's no lenses in them. I love that you could buy those like that with the flip up with no lens. In yeah. them. I love that. I love that. Absolutely love that. I definitely wanted a pair. Always wanted a pair. I'm going to find a pair and I'm going to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> pictures uh, to come. Pictures to come. Uh, Ugg makes Bobby do 20 push-ups for his digressions. (laughs) It's game time now, though, and Michael's up to bat, and he really wants to hit that ball right at Budnick. He wants to get back at Budnick. They're buttonheads. They're enemies. They hate each other. (laughs) Um, It's interesting that it's fast-pitch softball. Yeah. I I found that weird. Fast pitch softball. Okay. I'm fine with it. It just doesn't seem like something kids would be playing. You would think that it would just be baseball, like yeah. overhand throwing baseball. Right. But hey, whatever. Tally's a pretty good pitcher. She yeah. must have played softball. Definitely. She was really firing him in there. <laughs> uh, at one point, Michael did have two strikes, though, and so he had a quick conference with Sponge. And uh, he's charted, Sponge has charted all the Telly's pitches, and the next one's going to be low and outside. Choke up. Choke up. Choke up. Choke up. And the pitch is up and in, and Michael didn't choke up. <laughs> Good joke. Way to go, Michael. <laughs> He hits that pop fly, though, and some really good kid comedy stuff that you expect in this type of show. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, and they yeah. run into each other, and chaos ensues, and uh, ZZ not getting the ball at first base when she misses the throw, and Telly yells, get the ball, and <laughs> she says, uh, not if you're going to yell at me. <laughs> Just some really good kid comedy, which I got a good kick out of. I uh, I thought it was funny. I liked it. Oh, yeah. Um, Michael gets into a rundown in third base and it results in a fight, a wrestling match type of a fight. And Ugg certainly takes his time getting over to to break (laughs) it up, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. (laughs) He really does. Uh, so punishment for Michael and Bobby ends up being the uh, water bucket punishment. Were you ever like experience? Did you ever have to experience any type of punishment like that? In that vein? No, no never. No. Never. Yeah. I can't think of anything really bad. Like I remember having to do like harder chores for a punishment, like going and sweeping the garage, but never like you're going to stand there and hold these buckets of water. <laughs> that would just be torturous. Yeah. The 90s were a different time. I'm surprised Definitely. they didn't get like paddled or something like that, honestly. Right. Uh, so, uh, Ugg, he says that he's going to keep his, he's going to, he says to Budnick that he's going to, I'm going to keep my eye on you, and I'm going to keep my other eye on you, and I'm going to keep my other, 
Well, let's just say I'll be watching you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's some pretty good lines from Ugg. I like that a lot. Uh, The whole gang is at the lodge at this point, and everybody's pretty happy with Michael beating up Bobby, so it tells you what type of uh, guy Bobby Budnick is. (laughs) (laughs) None of the kids love them, but all of the girls love Michael, and they just bombard him with questions. Where are you from? I'm from Springfield. (laughs) What's your favorite band? Mm, I like Bon Jovi. Uh, where do you shop? I shop wherever my mom makes me. What a cool guy, right? What a cool Such a guy. Cool guy. <laughs> Quick thinker. <laughs> Quick thinker. It did look like it was chopped up. It, I thought it was chopped up where maybe the questions were asked in success, succession and then he answered them and then they interspliced them together. Right. But uh, it was a quick wit on his part. It made him look really smart. Made him look really smart. Really smart. Really smart. Really uh, popular. <laughs> uh, speaking of where do you shop, uh, because it was the 90s and because it was Nickelodeon, Reebok did all of the kids roll oh. war. Wardrobe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heavy Reebok. <laughs> Heavy Reebok. I mean, what else could it have been? 90s on Nickelodeon. Exactly. Besides, it could have been, I guess, BK shoes. Did you remember the British Knights that they used to pedal on Nickelodeon? Uh, no, but I, I remember British Knights from Pineapple Express. Oh, yes. You got yeah. a pair of British Knights on. I ain't seen anybody wear a pair of those since 1980. <laughs> and then he shoots uh, Yeah, Nick peddled a lot of uh, BK shoes, too. Uh, so, obviously, I know the answer because I was going to ask you BK or Reebok. Reebok all oh, the way. Oh, Reebok, Reebok all, all the way. Reebok all the way. I never, obviously, you never owned a pair of BKs. I never no, did either. No. Uh, third choice, though, LA Gear. LA Gear. Never, <laughs> never heard of it. No, really? <laughs> no. I had some LA Gears. I'm pretty. Pretty sure that was another one that was on Nickelodeon quite a bit. I had some off brands. I mean, one year I had Jordashes. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. It's not really an off brand. It's kind of unique that they had shoes. Weren't Jordash jeans? I I don't know. I thought I only ever had the Jordashes shoe one time. Interesting. Like cheap shoe I got. (laughs) I remember being like traumatized. Traumatized by by Jordashes. Jordashes and everyone else has Nikes. I I remember getting like Voits and some like Spalding shoes. Spalding. Yeah, Spalding shoes. But then. In high school, I finally was able to get some like Nikes. So right, right. Thank goodness for high school. I had I all the skater shoes. In, nice. In high school, I had a pair of Airwalks at one point. Yeah. Airwalks are pretty hot. Airwalks. Air yeah. I never had any Vans. Never had any Vans. I never had Vans. No, but I had like Etnies. Oh, nice. Nice. DC. DC. Nice. Yeah. Did you ever have soaps? Nope, never had soaps. The grinding shoes? No. No, no. no. Osiris, I had those. Yeah, I never had the soaps, never had the Heelys. No, I never had Heelys either. I was just a little bit... Heelys were big when I was in, like, 10th grade, so... There was some girls that had the Heelys, but yeah. I think if I was rocking Heelys down the hallway, it would not have been a good look for Probably me. Probably not. Yeah. 16-year-old Drew. I always wanted time. a pair for Valley Fair specifically, oh. just like so I could just cruise past yeah. people. But. Yeah, but I don't know. I n- I've never even worn a pair of Heelys. Same. Yeah, yeah. never ever. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 90s. Ah, uh, the 90s. Uh, uh, the girls, they're still over Michael at this point, trying to impress him. Uh, Dina had dinner with uh, Janet Jackson with Norwegian salmon all the way from, from Norwegian. Norwegian. <laughs> That's legitimately funny. And yeah, ZZ's a vegetarian. She can't stand to eat anything with a face. Again, legitimately funny. That's yeah. such a funny thing for a kid to say. Yeah. Uh, Michael is mostly interested in what Telly has to say, though, of talking to about talking to her about the game. Nice pitch. Hey, we got the same shoes. Cool. Yeah, so are they just... Are they setting up a like a pseudo romance for these kids? Seems like it. it. Seems like it. Or does it show that he's more interested in a girl that's interested in sports, not necessarily like a girl interested in boys? True. A little I bit mean, of both. I think a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of that. He uh, seems to care. He could care less about girly girls. Yes. So it kind of seems like he's more into her because of the sports. Yes. A little bit of a tween romance, but mostly sports. I agree with you. Uh, at one point, Donkey Lip butts in, but his breath smells like a wet diaper, so that's never good. Get no. out of here, Donkey Lips. That isn't good. <laughs> and then Donkey Lips goes over to do some crafts with Budnick, and Budnick reveals that Donkey Lips ate all of the macaroni, spray-painted macaroni. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought it was cheese. And then he eats the last one. <laughs> he eats the last Come one. Come on, man. That spray paint cannot be good for your GI tract. No, definitely not. <laughs> we find out that Budnick hates the new guy. He's athletic and popular. Yeah, he's everything we're not. <laughs> How are we going to take him down? Secret it's society. society. <laughs> <laughs> what are you like? 
what a good storyline, honestly. Like, what a unique, interesting storyline. There's a lot really going on in this yeah, episode. They, they do set up a lot of stuff right away. They expect, like, you to be actively watching the show. They, yeah. To understand what's going on. Otherwise, you're going to be like, what is going on with this show? <laughs> expect you to be it. Uh, so later that day, exactly at 3.02 p.m., uh, Sponge is recording Michael taking a walk, and we re- Sponge reveals that he likes to use his camera to keep a uh, record of camp. And then we get an uh-oh, and we pan over to Donkey Lips, and he's looking like he's going to murder Michael and Sponge. <laughs> like, he looked like a straight-up serial killer, the yeah. look he was giving him. Uh, so... Michael and Sponge do end up getting tackled and they get pressured into uh, passing a secret society test of courage. (laughs) (laughs) So tonight after taps, bedtime, you know, that song that they play for bedtime, it's called taps. Uh, You're going to steal a few things from the girl's bunk, including footage from Sponge's camcorder. Well, what if Ugg catches us? You'll be kicked out of camp. What if the girls catch us? They'll beat you up. And what if we refuse to go at all? Donkey Lips sits on your head and farts. We'll do it. 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 And he like smiles and winks at them too. Like, I'll do it. He does. Like, he wants to do it. It's very Cartman-esque, if you ask me. So now in the girls' bunk, uh, they found out through the grapevine that the boys are going to raid them. I I suppose maybe it's like a tradition that they expect it to happen on the first night of camp. Probably. Probably. Uh, so they set up a whole bunch of traps. Definitely the Home Alone effect in this, right? Oh, yeah. Because this uh, came out after Home Alone did. So Home Alone effect. Got to be. Definitely. Definitely got to be the Home Alone effect. So now that you say that with the must be a tradition, are we assuming that this is Michael's first year, but everyone else has been here maybe one year before? Or is this everybody's first year? Because it seems like at least uh, Bobby and Donkey Lips have been there once before. For how familiar all of the other people are besides Michael with each other, it feels like this has been a couple of years of them going to the sure, same camp. Yeah. That's what it kind of feels like That's to me. That's what I thought, too, yeah. Especially since they call him, like, a new guy, basically, in the beginning. So I think, if not... If not I also wondered, it seems like he's showing up in the middle of camp, too, doesn't it? Like, he's kind, showing up in the of. middle. Like, everyone, why is everyone else there? Right. He's the only one getting dropped off. Yeah, nobody else is unpacking anything. Yeah. All their stuff is already there. Yes, yeah, and they're all wearing their shirts and everything, yep. so yep. it seems like they've been there. But, yeah, like, he got in trouble. And yeah. he, he's here one weekend to camp. <laughs> Maybe. That's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either how you would even explain that. I never went to camp. Exactly. <laughs> never went to camp. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know why that is, if you know, because that'd be great. Um, so the girls are ready for the boys, even with a Polaroid camera, and that's vital for a trap of an 80s, 90s TV or movie show. Always got to have that Polaroid. Always. Uh, Dina is boy crazy, though, and she's putting on more makeup, and she says, you trap boys your way, I'll trap boys my way. <laughs> Thanks, Dina. It's kind of weird Dina. that they prevent her... Pre- present her in that kind of a light it's kind of awkward to me if you ask me it is awkward uh michael and sponge are out at 2 a.m and they get into the girl's bunk and ug is out there too he's on he's on the lookout for shenanigans (laughs) it also like speaks to maybe this is a first day of camp tradition yeah so right because ug's expecting something he's expecting something so it speaks to that so in the girl's bunk with ug close behind the uh sponge and michael are now um he's actually like right outside the bunk so he should probably have maybe seen him seen them go in there hear them talking loudly and poking zz like that's kind of weird how loudly they were talking i guess you got to get the audio for the show but they shouldn't have been saying anything at all probably definitely not poking zz in the face (laughs) (laughs) definitely not poking her um, so they get uh, Dina's makeup case. That's called a caboodle. A caboodle. It's, and so, like, everything that goes around comes around. Uh, my daughter got a caboodle for Christmas this year. Uh, so uh, Sponge is going to grab Telly's glove, but oops, it's the picture trap. And uh, quick hide, get that picture. We get all that fun stuff. And Ugg gets uh, tipped off by the camera flash and enters that cabin. Um, and he ends up falling victim to all the traps. Yeah. <laughs> Michael steals Telly's glasses in the confusion. Um, it's a pretty good bit for a TV show. Like, w- once again, very Home alone yeah, yeah. He just stands and takes it. Yes, know? he does just stand there and <laughs> just take like, it. Just like, you know, uh, Harry or whatever just takes it to the flame. <laughs> yep. and the um, 
It is interesting, though. I mean, they really padded that scene out by showing the same traps fire one after another over and over and yeah. over again. You know, uh, that does kind of speak to the budget of the show. So Definitely. I, uh, I guess it only operated on a hundred and eighty thousand dollar an episode budget. Just considered, I guess, very little money for a five-day shoot. Um, one guy was quoted as saying, uh, that's what would have been spent on craft services for Roseanne Jeez. at the time. So I would say it's a considerably small amount. So, uh, Way to make a show that was definitely watchable even at this time for such a low budget. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I wish I would have looked to see what the average budget for like a sitcom style uh, TV show is now. I would wonder what that is. Do you think it's millions of dollars an episode? Oh, probably. Probably. I wouldn't even know what wouldn't even wouldn't even be able to venture a guess. Really. I would have to guess at least a half a million an episode. At least, not including salaries, R- just to get the show right. rolling. Basically, that's interesting. Uh, Michael and Sponge escape, and I feel like I missed. Did they just go out the window that was right by Telly's bed? I, I feel like I missed tell it. either. I was. Now that you say that, I was trying to pay attention if they run out the door right behind him. Right. But I don't know. He's getting so massacred with all this stuff that I think that's what they do. But maybe it is the window that they go out. I don't feel like they show it. I, they must We're not show it. We're supposed to just assume they got out. Because they get out before Ugg is done with all the traps because they get back to their bunk before Ugg can get there. Right, right. Which is another funny scene. And it's funny how he offers them a milkshake and a pizza yeah. every night for the rest of summer. To the person who tells me who did this. Yeah. And then Budnick's like pseudo swear in this episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, and ran out our friends. Sorry, big bird. Go pluck yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Jeepers creeper. Yeah, he definitely knows how to get the point across. He does. And I found it funny when Ugg was muttering, pepperoni, mushrooms, peppers. People like peppers. <laughs> <laughs> Thin cross. Thin cross. Thin cross. <laughs> that was great. Well, now it's time for the boys to check out the spoils of their adventure and uh, ZZ's diary is pretty funny Uh, there's a cute kid at camp who would that be He's athletic and popular. Everything Budnick isn't. <laughs> it's very funny because it's exactly what uh, Budnick said earlier in the episode. Yeah. It's exactly. It's very funny. Um, and then Budnick says, who cares what that wolf says? What an insult, <laughs> a wolf. Man, that's uh, really hitting hard at the ZZ there. ZZ Ziff. What a, what a unique name. Like that's, That seems like a name that you would see in a book. It makes me th- yeah. think of this show as a book, which, I mean, it was. So, yeah, I mean, it's makes a, sense. seems like a very... Uh, literary name because it's like pleasing to see on the page zz ziff zz ziff uh so they ask uh what did you get from telly he says that he tried to get her mitt uh but everything went off so i got her glasses whoa that's nasty even for me (laughs) (laughs) that's like bart simpson and you know he's they're trying to do their best to make him look like bart simpson with that haircut and all that stuff oh yeah that's a very bart simpson thing to say very bart simpson thing to say uh, and then Michael says, I got him right here. I don't got him. I must have dropped him in the woods. Of course, the <laughs> plot thickens. Dun, 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 dun. Luckily for Michael, though, for a price, Budnick is going to help them out and find the glasses. And it turns out to be Michael's B.A. boombox. Oh, baby. <laughs> Did you have boomboxes? Oh, boombox? <laughs> yeah, I definitely had a boombox similar to that one and then eventually upgraded to, like, the five-speaker stereo. Yeah. Did you have one of those, like, stereo things in your room, like, every kid in the oh, 90s yeah, and yeah. 2000s with had. the big old center thing that was yeah. a three disc or five oh, disc yeah. changer and then i had the two speakers and a subwoofer nice i didn't have the subwoofer i had the two speakers what brand was yours i want to say sony sony nice i bought it off a friend i did oh, not nice. get it new but, um, it, but it was awesome mine was iowa so <laughs> iowa. <laughs> it was kind of you know it was kind of mid-grade but i bought it i remember buying it myself so that was one of those things i had saved up for and it was giant and silver and looked like 1989 <laughs> yep, mine was silver as well <laughs> giant and silver three disc changer for sure three disc and dual tape deck i wish i had that yep, thing yep, so, dual I could, tape so i could still you know use the tape deck but yep. Nobody thought tapes would ever come back. And guess what? They've kind of come back. They've kind of come back. (laughs) So Michael and crew, they've moved to the woods now at this point to go find the glasses. And Michael does find the glasses by stepping on them. Uh, What are we going to do now? And Sponge says he's going to throw up. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, power puke. (laughs) 
So this is one of those lines that I like distinctly remember from Salute Your Shorts, and it was one that we used in my friend group. It was like power puke, yeah, the power puke, power puke, and and it it was almost one of those ones that was kind of like in the culture, like a saying a power puke and whoa, whoa, whoa. that's a very <laughs> the nineties isms in this show are thick oh, and yeah. hearty. I love them. When it, and that's funny because it's ninety one. So it's it's hardcore and it's right away. It's right 90s. away. Yeah, those. I mean, there was that uh, transition period from like '87 to like '94 before you start getting into the later '90s, yeah. where it was still, still had that tinge of a smoky flavor of 1980s. <laughs> still, you know, but <laughs> surfer culture was still pretty big at the time. It was way bigger in the '80s, but it was still pretty big, and all that stuff was still holding on. Mm-hmm. Whoa, Whoa, dude! Tubular. Tubular, dude. <laughs> Uh, but of course, Michael thinks that he's going to get mulched. <laughs> uh, but uh, Budnick is there to help Mikey out. Uh, he's going to blame somebody else. Man, that Bobby Budnick, what a great guy. What a great guy. <laughs> Uh, the next day, uh, the funniest bit from Dr. Khan, we haven't talked about him very much, but the, his uh, his constant voiceover is usually pretty good for a laugh, but I like this one the most, and it seems pretty topical. There's no need to run to breakfast. I already took all the prizes out of the cereal boxes. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty good. I got a good laugh out of that. Um, at breakfast, though, the girls do confront the boys about the stolen items, and uh, they basically, the boys say, we wouldn't lie to you. Would, why would we lie to you? We're not lying to you, but we're really lying to you. Yeah. <laughs> and then smooth operator Bobby Budnick. Uh, girls, relax. Since I know about everything that happens at this camp, I know who took your stuff. It was him! Yeah, some random <laughs> poor kid some camper. Random, oh, my God. Some random camper. They never even say his name. No. Nope. Just say his name. Yeah, just say his name. He is there to laugh at Budnick here at the end of the episode. Yes, though. and he was also the catcher at the baseball game. Oh, okay. So at least he's been a little bit in the show. And I do remember him because he's kind of a unique-looking kid. Yeah. I think I remember him being in more, more episodes, episodes and being like a featured player on the cast. Yeah. And, uh, so it's time for an awful waffle. This is another instance of something that was like in my friend group saying awful waffle, yeah. using that reference and stuff. That was a lot of this stuff really stuck with me throughout my childhood. And it was uh, um, in a lot of my daily life. It just is interesting that I haven't thought about these things in a really long time. And I watched this show and I watched a couple more episodes, too, because I just was like, man, I'm just digging on this yeah, show for sure. And it's just like, man, it's such a pungent punch of just nostalgia for me this yeah, show is it's great hitting me in the right spots that's for sure um mike he's gonna be a good guy though he can't he after sponge whispers to him what an awful waffle's going to be which yep. is it just pouring syrup on your stomach i think so it's not that bad it's not that bad it's not that bad no. <laughs> but he can't mikey he's such a good guy he cannot let it happen yo budnick wait up <laughs> <laughs> it was me. I did it all. I was just it was just supposed to be a joke. It got out of hand. I'm really sorry. His acting was not good in that not scene. Not good. <laughs> what a chump. He could have gotten away with it. Well, at least we have one new member of the secret society. Well, if we're going to have a secret society, don't we need some t-shirts? <laughs> Ketchup t-shirt, which that S and S for secret society looked suspiciously like a Nazi SS. It did. I was like, yeah. that's kind of I was kind of surprised, like, oh, we don't have the budget to go through one more shirt with ketchup here? Because yeah. that was pretty rough S's. You'd but think... then he just kind of scribbles all over it. So. He did. So maybe somebody off camera was like, you got to scribble that out. You got to <laughs> scribble that out. Cause Cover think... that Esther. <laughs> because you would think the director would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. We got to take this again. <laughs> uh, but, of course, uh, with Bobby and Donkey Lips pretty angry at Sponge at this point, uh, uh, they say in unison, well, not un- one after the other, you're going to be roasted. Toasted. And burnt to a crisp. I know. <laughs> but first, you got to catch me. <laughs> You know, that actor, I was going to maybe save this for another time, but that actor, Tim, I can't remember his last name. Uh, he was in the episode earlier. <laughs> uh, Tim, he had a really poor experience on the show. Really? Uh, some of those articles that are in the show notes, uh, he talks about it a little bit in there. He was interviewed in one of them. and He had a really poor experience with it, which I feel like when I see him on there now, I'm like, man, that stinks, dude. That yeah. This was not a fun thing for you. Right. So go read about it if you want to be depressed. <laughs> that, that, that was Sponge we're talking about? Yeah, Sponge, yeah. yeah. Sponge, Tim. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Tim Esther. Tim Esther. Which he changed his name to Trevor, so it's actually not Tim anymore. Trevor Esther. Trevor Esther. 
So now we're back in the boys' bunk, and Michael's feeling pretty bad for himself. Uh, come on, we got lodge hockey. I want to play lodge hockey. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> I don't. Are they playing hockey like in the lodge? That's what it makes it seem like. Right. Lodge hockey. I'm down. Let's go play lodge hockey. Uh, nah, I'm gonna just hang around here. Whatever. Sponge out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Michael notices the boombox under his pillow, and out comes Telly from a hiding space in the cabin. Uh, she wanted off a of Budnick playing tetherball. Um, how'd you get in here? You're not the only one that can sneak around in someone else's bunk. Hey, what happened to your face? It's different. <laughs> That's a weird way of saying you look pretty without saying you look pretty. That got a legit laugh out of me when I watched it. We were I was we were watching it as a family actually, and uh, it was the first time that I had watched it, and it got a legit laugh. And I was like, "What happened to your face? <laughs> what happened to your face? <laughs> it's different." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she got contacts. Insurance paid for it. Lucky duck. Way to go. Way to get that taken care of. Uh, thanks for the boombox. I thought you hated me. If you hadn't told the truth, I would have really hated you. So I only hate you a little. <laughs> oh, what a nice little uh, resolve to their story. Yep. You want to shoot some hoops? And off Michael and Telly go to shoot some hoops. Out ZZ, out of uh, the cabin hiding spaces, Zizi and Dina emerge to get the boys back. And they TP their bunks. Retribution. Way to go, girls. Retribution. Roll credits. Roll credits. (laughs) So I kind of already shared some of my opinions, but I can talk probably more about this show still. But I want to know. Tell me about what your thoughts on this show were. It's great. It's like you said, it's definitely a nostalgic stab in the stomach for sure. And it's heavy 90s. The actors are great for the most part in this first episode. I mean, I love Budnick. Obviously, like mm-hmm. you said in the last podcast we did, he's one of the more used actors and other things as yep. a child actor, but makes you want to go to camp. Yeah. Makes you want to play some field hockey. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good show. It's funny. I wanted to keep watching mm-hmm. like you did, but I did not actually keep watching. And I, when I, d- I did watch more on Paramount Plus, so their second episode isn't actually the second episode. Oh, so it's, sure. I'm watching them out of order. I saw it was like ghost stories. I, yep. re- I remember that episode. Yes. But, yeah. It's a good one. Zeke the Plumber. It'd be probably worth going back and doing that one later at some point at some point it'd probably be worth because that's that's another one that i really remember because it was legitimately scary yeah unless again we get like a hundred downloads and salute your shorts then we'll consider going back oh, to it yes fast yes if salute your shorts gets a hundred downloads then bam then <laughs> we're doing another one we're gonna salute our shorts if that happens. <laughs> i've already spoke on how this show really like really hit me and a lot of the made me think of um, a lot of my childhood and it I really appreciate this show in like a completely new light and very few things that we've done so far really like hit that nostalgic feel as much as the show did for yeah. me it just made me think of being a kid it made me think of growing up in the summers in Minnesota it just Definitely. made me think of those things and um it was really good homework for me. Yeah. It was like borderline therapeutic yeah. to think about things I haven't thought about in 30 years. And I think that's the difference between watching like the animated show like Ren and Stimpy. Yep. That definitely puts us back, but the live action yeah. shows with kids and you see the fashion and everything back then, like the high above knee shorts were a thing then. <laughs> yep. But when I was a kid, it was not. You nope. wanted to wear past your knees, but now it's back to above the knee shorts again. It's the style. It's just funny that it goes back and forth and back and forth. And he's got like, the open button dress shirt with a plain t-shirt underneath. Love it. I remember wearing something like that to my freshman high school dance trying to look cool. (laughs) Oh my God. So yeah, I get it. It definitely puts you back seeing the extra stuff you wouldn't see in the animated shows. Yeah, because it's a really good snapshot of mm-hmm. 1991, of the time, of the the it fashion stuff, the stuff that you would have seen on TV and commercials, on catalogs, and seen on print advertisements. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's just a really, really good show. So I hope that this has a good response because I would love to go back and do another one of these. Do you have anything else that you'd like to speak on? Salute your shorts. Do your homework. Do your homework. It's well worth your time. Please yep. do your homework. Do your homework. 
Um, well, let's talk about the homework assignment then. Let's do it. Um, we are going to be doing 1995's Species. Species. Thank you, Jacob Bases, once again. Coming up big. Coming up yeah. big. We're going back-to-back movies from Jake. <laughs> Absolutely love it. We love it. Um, this movie was released July 7th, 1995, to be specific. Uh, the budget was $35 million. It had a box office of $113.3 million. That's $222.4 million in 2023. Thank you, USInflationCalculator.com. <laughs> it was directed by Roger Donaldson, written by Dennis Feldman. Starring Ben Kingsley, we know that name. Oh, yeah. Michael Madsen, we know that name. Oh, yeah. Alfred Molina, we know that name. Oh, yeah. Forrest Whitaker, I know that name. Sounds familiar. <laughs> Marge Helgenberger, don't know that don't one. Don't know that one. <laughs> Natasha Henstridge, don't know, don't that, know one. that one. I think Natasha's the lead, so I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think Natasha's the lead. Um, it is a franchise. It had one theatrical sequel in 1998 that'd be Species 2. Two. The Return of Species. No, it's not that. <laughs> just Species 2. Just Species 2. Uh, two direct-to-television sequels, Species 3 in 04, and Species The Awakening in 07. Dun, dun, dun. So I thought that I had seen this movie. After watching the trailer, I have never seen this movie. Nice. The closest thing I can say to thinking that I had seen this was maybe seeing bits and pieces on TV. Yeah. Maybe seeing parts of a sequel, since there's three of them. Yeah. Right? So, um, but I have never seen this movie. I watched the trailer and I'm like, nope, never seen this thing. This is amazing. So this will be the first homework assignment we've done that you have not seen it this is true homework that is super awesome yeah, true homework and i it's like, like most things for me i think i've seen it mm-hmm. but it's been a very long time mm-hmm. but i'm hoping that it comes back to me after seeing it i looked at i just bought it and it came early and i was looking at the back cover and i feel like it looks familiar but the monster kind of looks like alien in the back of the picture it, too it does so. did your dvd have this weird thing on the front of no it, it did not and, what a, the, and the back of mine looks different than what a too. weird like there's like this weird cardboard piece that has i'm gonna open it up right now it's just like the and gotta be like the anniversary edition or something i, I no think idea. i saw something on it. i just got it cheap off ebay but i bought it off of amazon and it was a it's, it's straight up on there weird that is weird oh this is riveting podcasting <laughs> Oh yeah, this is see this is the cover. So I'm gonna pull this thing off and save it because it looks like a 14 year old drew it, doesn't yeah, it? Though it, it looks it like some high school art, doesn't Definitely. it? Definitely. So it, it, the disc came from Mexico, so I think it's maybe a weird Mexico bootleg, dun, 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 dun. sort of like the uh, what was the other one that I had? Uh, Cable Guy was Cable another guy. one that was yeah. from Mexico. Hopefully this one doesn't have uh, Spanish as the first language choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, <laughs> very excited to do Species. Uh, can't wait to do some real homework. Hopefully I actually do my homework and do my homework for real because I was not good at doing homework, but this is fun homework. Yeah, right. I'm going to do my homework. <laughs> Otherwise, we don't have a podcast. <laughs> Uh, anything you want to talk about on species? Mm, no, I'm excited to do it. I'm glad Jake keeps throwing us on some 90s stuff because right. Starship Troopers was effing amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and shout out, shout out at you, Jake, with uh, screaming uh, uh, Blade Runner at your radio. Um, I think I may have heard you. So yeah, that was awesome <laughs> to read that he's into it enough that he goes to yes, the end and yes, listens yes, to that. Yes, oh, yes, man. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Shout out, Jake. Shout out, Triple Falls. Shout out, Triple Falls. Hit me with that outro, Trav. Let's do it. Wait, wait, wait. Aren't we doing questions for each other? Uh, yeah, we'll do that in this outro. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. All right, so time for the outro. So we are going to do some questions for each other. And the first one I got for Drew, it goes with our last podcast. Since the can of worms is now open, I would like to know what is a sports jersey that you always wanted growing up that Roberta did not let you get? Easy answer. It's Brett Hall, St. Louis St. Louis Blues, Brett Hall, if I was going to choose a specific player. It was just the St. Louis Blues jersey because that was my jam when we didn't have a team in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, specifically, do you remember the top half red, bottom half blue with the, like, Z stripe through St. Louis Blues? I think so. Yeah. That's the one that I always wanted. Nice. Because it was, like, their first... I'm probably wrong on this, but I feel like when they redesigned to that design, it was a big deal because they had had the same design for like a really long time. But sure. I really wanted it. It felt very 1992. Looking back on it, it looks very 1992. Yeah. But that was the one that I wanted. 
Dang you, Roberta. <laughs> Come on, Roberta. <laughs> uh, so, I have mine for you now. Dun dun. Dun. <laughs> so, this one's a little involved, so bear with me here. Um, you're 14. You know what? Before we get to this, I'm going to ask you, what was the jersey you wanted? I want your answer on well, that. Well, I had a lot of jerseys. What was one that enough. you didn't have that you wanted? If you can think of it, I wanted, I really wanted a retro Kevin Garnett. Nice. Because I had the one with like the pine trees that was the standard, but I wanted the old school blue. And then I always wanted a Michael Jordan North Carolina jersey. North Kakalaki. Yeah. That would have been pretty cool. So here's mine. It's a little involved. Bear with me. So you're 14. Excuse me while I burp. Dramatic Let's, pause. Let me start that again. You're 14. <laughs> uh, so you're 14. It's August, and you have the whole day ahead of ahead of you. What are you doing? Oh boy! So I definitely stayed up very late mm-hmm. in the summers, especially when I was a kid. Well, four. Yeah, 14. You're a kid when you're yeah. 14. Uh, this would have been the summer before my freshman year, and. I would have woke up at about noon. (laughs) (laughs) I always shower right away, so shower. And then I would guess I probably biked down to Target to pick up some Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Nice. For sure. And then stopped at my buddy's house, who was across town, because we didn't, you know, you call the landline, and if they don't answer, well, I guess I'm biking over to see if he's there. You know, there's no texting back then. Uh Probably go play some hoops at my neighbor's. He had a basketball hoop in his backyard uh, cemented in behind the garage. So we did that all the time. That's cool. And then probably ended the night with about eight of us getting together for some poker. Nice. Around freshman year, we were all super into WSOP, World Series of Poker, and we got a lot of games going. I feel like I won a decent amount of money. Cool, man. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, So for me, I will tell you what I would do. Uh, so I'd probably roll out of bed. 10 a.m. would be about as early as it would be, Yeah. usually later, but I'll say 10 a.m. And uh, hit the shower, grab some cereal, most likely tricks, Fruity Pebbles. Those oh, yeah. are usually what we had, what I would what I would ask for my mother to buy. Um, I would call my friend Dan after that. Uh, he had a, a younger brother that he had to babysit, basically, so I would go over to his house quite a bit. So I'd call Dan. I still remember his, his phone number. His parents still live there, so but if I called it right now, it would probably ring their landline. Nice. It's the easiest number ever to remember. I'm going to say it, but I'm going to bleep it out. I just want you to hear it. Yeah. Oh my it's the gosh. easiest number ever. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Beep. That's all you're going to hear. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> so I would uh, ride my bike over to Dan's house after I called him. And uh, we would probably drink a case of Mountain Dew <laughs> in yeah. the daytime. You know what I mean? Definitely. We'd shoot some hoops. We'd play some like street hockey in his driveway. Um, Dan also had darts, air hockey, and foosball in his basement. Ooh, nice. Full-size air hockey table. That's awesome. It was the coolest thing ever. So even if it was like raining, still ride my bike over to Dan's. Yep. <laughs> we'd play foosball and air hockey in his basement all day. <clears throat> um, and then most likely we'd probably play some Nintendo 64, and the game that we played the most was Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. Nice. So it was a midway game, so it had all those cheats and stuff like Big Head and like Exploding <laughs> yeah, Puck yeah. and like Tiny People, all that stuff that you could do. So we played that all the time time it was a it had like cool 3d fighting element to it when you would fight people and it was three on three so it was like really arcadey it was a lot of fun we played that all the time um after that or you know if dan wasn't available um i might ride my bike to the theater and see what's playing oh yeah and the theater was always within a bike ride for me so it was never too far away and even if it was too hot i knew the air conditioning was going to be great in the theater yeah and it was easy to go to the theater and plop down a dollar fifty and go see a movie that you didn't really even care about right yeah my theater was only three blocks away from me that's nice up, so that was sweet that's nice and then always be home by six for dinner that's all i ever had to worry <laughs> about in the summertime so that would be my day as a 14 year old and Man, what an easier time. What an easier time. That'd be so great. I want to just randomly ride my bike to the theater someday and see what's playing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My next question for Drew is, I would love to know, what was a battle that was much closer as a kid than as an adult, or that as an adult now is no contest? And my examples is 
colas were way closer for me when I was a kid. I liked Pepsi. I liked Coke. I liked Dr. Pepper was probably the lowest on my radar. Interesting. And now everyone that knows me, it's Dr. Pepper for life. <laughs> Love those 23 flavors. And then I was thinking the other day as I ate some Cheetos Puffs, these just do not appeal to me like they did when I was a kid. It's crunchy all the way now. When I was a kid, I'm all for the puffs. But now, I mean, they get stuck in your teeth like crazy. <laughs> they a, do. So they do. They're still delicious. They do. You got any examples like that? I do. And uh, don't listen to this listener. When you let me know about the questions beforehand, <laughs> <laughs> I immediately thought of this. This is what I immediately thought of. So when I was a kid, cheese nips, cheese its better cheddars. Didn't care. Yep. Now it is 120% cheese it all oh, the way. Cheese it. No contest. No contest. I don't even know if you can buy cheese nips anymore. I don't even know. I don't even know. Maybe. I don't even know. But it's definitely cheese its and a close second is better cheddars. Yeah. Usually you can get them for a really good deal. Buying yep. better cheddars and chicken in a biscuit. Bam. Oh, you got snacks for days. Lovely, lovely MSG. Gotta <laughs> love that MSG. Um, and then the speak on the pops, kid. It was all Pepsi products. Oh, yeah. Adult, Coke products. I'm a Coke guy. That's right. Yeah, you never drink Pepsi. I no. never. Well, I mean, I will drink Pepsi, but it's Coke. I always see you with Coke, yeah, usually. Yeah. It's Coke. <laughs> it is Coke. It is Coke. Um, so I want to delve into the video game realm a little bit, if you don't mind. Um, what was one popular game from the NES or SNES or both, whichever you'd like, to, however you'd like to answer, uh, that you didn't necessarily like get? Or you just didn't like to play. Yeah. That was popular. If I don't know if I said that. That was a popular right. game. Right. I can't remember if this was popular then, but the NES TMNT game, not the arcade fighter one, mm-hmm. but the one where you're solo. Yep. And that one is just a pain in the ass. It's it's to the point where it's almost not fun. Right. You know, like we did the Batman Roundup. That one was irritating, but fun irritating. Yes. Because you could conquer it. But when I get to the swimming level with the electric coral or whatever in TMNT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no yeah, thank you. No thank you. So that was the hard one I could think of that I didn't take the time to master. It just did not seem worth my time. No. Uh, I would agree with you that game not being very fun, honestly, because of the difficulty level. Yeah. It's just such a grind even when you play it now. Even when you play it on the PS5, it's, yeah. a, it's such a grind. Such a grind. Such a grind. And popular, I would say yes, because it sold a lot of copies because yeah. TMNT was because unstoppable. TMNT. Right, yeah. Um, do you have one for Super Nintendo? I can't think of a single SNES game that ever gave me so much trouble that I gave up on it. I feel like that's my favorite console of all time, so I I persisted on every game that was a pain in the ass. Nice, nice. I mean, that's how I felt definitely about like the PlayStation and stuff. That's how that's definitely how I felt about that. Uh, for me, for the NES, Ninja Gaiden was a big one that a lot of my friends liked and they loved to play it but i hated playing that game i was really bad at it and i just hated playing it that was a hard game i definitely remember that being a pain in the ass i don't know if it was necessarily like really popular all around everywhere but within my group of friends it was a popular game and i hated that thing it popped out and i just checked out i was like (laughs) no i'm not playing that game i hate that game and another one too was metroid and i think Going back and playing it now, great game, love it, I'll play it all the time. But as a kid, I just didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't get it, I hated it, and I didn't want to play it. So and that was on SNES. Yeah, no Nintendo. Or, yeah, for Oh, the, regular Nintendo. Yeah, for the regular oh, Nintendo okay. Metroid. So I mean, I just didn't I just didn't get it. That was one that I didn't like to play, didn't get it. I have gone back and played and yeah. on the virtual console on the Switch and like it. It's fun. It's definitely a harder game, you know. Right. It's so open-ended and everywhere, you know, it's a Metroidvania type of game. I mean, that's why they're called Metroidvania games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then for me for the uh for the Super Nintendo, I did not get RPGs on Super Nintendo. Sure. And I would rent them, like Final Fantasy 3, or like especially uh, Secret of Mana, rent them, play them, not get it, be frustrated, hate it, and be like, why do you guys like this game? Yeah. So. I kind of, I definitely had that same feeling by myself, but I had one cousin who was about a year or two older than me, and then a cousin who I consider like a brother, he's like eight years older than me, so they had already played everything, so it definitely laid the groundwork for me. But there was a few on PlayStation I can think of that I just, four hours into the game, I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I'm so lost. How is this supposed to be fun? Just So I definitely got that feeling. Yeah, too, but. and that, that was mostly, I th- 
both of these things are mostly, I think, due to age. Because I've gone back and played those Final Fantasy three and right. uh, Secret of Mana, and I've liked them. They're right. fun. It's just a matter of not getting it and just being like, I'm done with this forever. I'm yeah. never playing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so whenever you rented a game like that that sucked or you didn't get, and it was such a waste yeah. of time. It's like. I don't even like this game. Can we go return it and get a new one? No. <laughs> Everything's going back on Monday. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, do you have another one for me? I got one more here. So you're 12 years old and your best friend is spending the night to game and whatnot. You get to pick the food, the pop, and the snacks. What are you choosing? It's an easy choice of pepperoni pizzas from Domino's. For easy, sure. easy choice. You get probably, we would always choose between two pizzas, which would be one pepperoni, one sausage, or one pizza and double breadsticks. Yeah. And we'd have to choose a lot. It was pretty 50-50 on which way we would go for which one we would choose, but I was, I'm was i a big fan of breadsticks. Oh, God. I miss their old breadsticks. Yes. They were the best thing yes, ever yes, when yes, they got yes. rid of those. Um, definitely a cube of MD. Cube of MD. A cube of MD for two people. I mean... <laughs> Honestly, definitely chugging MDs, chugging MDs, just chugging MDs like water. Yeah, and then you're going to the bathroom too, like every thirty minutes oh, or, yeah. or even less. I've had too much pop, too much pop, <laughs> too much breaking pop. the seal of the Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> and snacks, my choices for snacks. A lot of times, if it was just like me and Dan, uh, we would just like go together and get some snacks from a gas station or something like that. But if it was a big group of us, it was kind of like get your own snacks, you know, type yeah. of thing, and bring them. I would always choose like Skittles. Like a bag of like old Dutch popcorn and then Doritos for sure. Nice. Those are that's what I would choose. Funny how similar all yours are to mine because I've said before I lived like a block from Domino's, so Domino's for me as well. Domino's sausage and pepperoni, and then pop. I liked all kinds of pop when I was a kid, except I wasn't super particular on root beer, mm. but. Uh, case of Mountain Dew is the first thing that popped into my head. Like, if Eli was coming to stay over, we're for sure getting Domino's. We're for sure getting a case of Mountain Dew. And I think I said a while back that we would get, like, the Ruffles, the Works. Oh, yes. All the yes, flavors yes. in there. And uh, if it was my other buddy from school, he was a huge nacho cheese Doritos. Nice. And so we always had the Doritos. So, yeah, we had a lot of the same. I mean, Domino's, baby. And Cuba Mountain Dew. Cuba Mountain Dew. <laughs> Anything else is just an added bonus. Tell me how you're from the Midwest without telling me you're not. You're from the Midwest. Cuba Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Bag. (laughs) Stamps. Oh, boy. I mean, when was the last time you had a Mountain Dew? A while. I did get a Code Red in the recent months, and yeah, I'm done with that. Yeah, every once in a while, maybe a Mountain Dew will sound good, or maybe a Code Red. Not so much, yeah. Mountain Dew is my brother-in-law's choice of pop, and I do not like it. Yeah, I don't like it anymore. Yeah, I've had like the, the last couple Code Reds from that 12-pack months ago just sitting in my mini-fridge because <laughs> I just can't get desperate enough to just drink it. chug them out of spite. Just yeah. chug them all yeah. in, a, <laughs> in a row. <laughs> oh, man. I do like Livewire, though, but that's not really mm. accessible to us. So. I Okay. I like Baja Blast Mountain Dew from okay. Taco Bell. I don't think I've ever had that. It's really good. It's really good. So I've had Mountain Dew. A straight up green Mountain Dew, I have not had one of those in years. Yeah. But Baja Blast? Yeah. Yep. I've had a Baja Blast. <laughs> had my share of Baja Blast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one last question? Oh, yes. Or? I have one more question. Um, so this one's just like a either or, all right? Um, if you had to choose to go back to landline phones only, no mobile phones of any kind, or streaming doesn't exist and the only way you watch things uh, you didn't own was to go to the video store or you had to wait for it to be on TV. Who boy. Which one would you choose? So honestly, I could get away with doing both. Like I miss, yeah. I miss the times of that was the option. You had to watch it on TV or record it. Yep. I mean, I had a bunch of blank tapes recording stuff. Or owning stuff. Obviously, you have a nice big collection. I have a nice big collection. I like physical copies, so you're not dependent on the internet or buffering or anything. And as much as I do love cell phones, I also hate like even being remotely dependent on my cell phone. I know. But if I had to pick, I would keep streaming services and get rid of the phones. Even though, and one. In one way, I wouldn't love that I couldn't contact Lauren easily, as dumb as that maybe sounds. Just back to 
hope she shows up when she's supposed to show up and yeah. i feel like i'd worry more than i should if it was just zero contact until we're supposed to be home and then if she had to run somewhere i'd get worried for no reason so both are nice to have now but i do wish we could go back to the old times sometimes yeah and it is interesting how much worrying cell phones have created yeah because in my youth, you would never worried. You would go 10, 12, 15 hours without seeing anybody, yeah. talking to anybody from your family, and it was fine. Yeah, it was normal. <laughs> it was normal. That's what you did with your life. Right. It is interesting. Personally, I would uh, choose to get rid of streaming. Sure. That's what I would choose and go Either back to- Either is a good choice, yeah. I think. I think the whole process of going to the video store is something that I really miss. Oh, yeah. Especially if in this scenario that means there's a huge resurgence of video stores. I mean, there would have to be, obviously. There's no streaming. Thing. There's right. Hollywood so, videos and blockbusters on every corner. So then I would maybe have to switch my answer thinking about it because that would be awesome. That's, to actually, oh, it's the weekend. Let's go rent a couple movies for the weekend. Yeah. And, yeah. Five days for a dollar or whatever it was at the end there. Nostalgia. Do you remember those VHS resale things that would pop up when like video stores would go out of business where they would show up and it'd be like, buy one VHS for $5, but if you buy 10, they're a dollar a piece. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely took advantage of that a couple times. that's where a bunch of this stuff probably (laughs) came from, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I miss that stuff. Same with DVDs, but I think I like got rid of all my DVDs when I converted to Blu-rays pretty much. Now I have some again. Yeah. I just kept it. I wish I would have kept more VHS tapes because I know some got thrown away. Yeah, I wish I never got rid of any of my physical right. copies of games or movies. But. Even though if I, I'm still in search of, if you've been a day one listener, I'm still in search of a VCR. So <laughs> yeah. uh, even though a lot of these VHS tapes probably would look like garbage, honestly. <laughs> probably. They probably really would, but I would still love to watch them on VHS. Yeah. Them, but. Please, let's hit those emails, Draft. We got a couple emails today. We got Hasbro is the best bro wants to know what was your favorite board game growing up? Um, Unpopular opinion, it was Monopoly. I played it a lot with my family and with some friends, too. We played Monopoly all the time, and if it wasn't Monopoly, usually, and I learned how to play it. I don't know if I'd be able to play it anymore, but playing Pinochle with my family also, interestingly enough. Um, Cards were fun, but uh, Monopoly, I think, is the one. Monopoly and Sorry Clue is one that I played with my sister all the time. My sister and I would play Slapjack and War all the time, too, which was a lot of fun. Um, but like, that's what I'm, yeah, I like Monopoly is what I think of when yep. I think of playing video or I, playing I, board games. I put the same thing, Monopoly, yeah. and then I put Sorry. I that remember playing that yeah. at my grandparents, but yeah, it was definitely a lot of card games. Yeah, like card games. One side of my family was like Rummy and oh, King's Corner, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the other one would be Cribbage and Rook, and I also remember playing War and Slapjack yeah, and yeah. all that stuff, so... Yep. Yeah, simple time. Simple time. Simple times. Perfection. Did you ever play Perfection? Oh, yeah. Love that game. Love yeah, that Connect game. Four. Connect Four for sure. Mousetrap just to set up the contraption and then run the the contraption, not actually play the game. Right. But. I didn't come up with this line, but nobody ever plays the game the way you're supposed to play Mousetrap. You <laughs> yeah. just set it up and trip the trap and, and then you're you, done. And if you did, you're lying. So <laughs> yeah, nobody <laughs> plays it that way. Nobody plays playing it, it the way where you like have to move along the board and like build the trap as yeah. you go. Nobody plays it that nobody way. Nobody plays it that way. Nobody. Uh last email today comes from Feels Like Forever wants to know how in the world have you guys done 25 episodes and you still have not covered Jurassic Park? <laughs> well, spoiler alert, uh, we first discussed doing this last year yep. at the end of 2022. Then we wound up pushing it to January. And then we started getting more suggestions, which we're super happy for. Exactly. So that's why it's been getting pushed back. It got pushed to April. And now we are officially, I can say, ahead of time, spoiler alert, it will drop in June. We are going to do a Jurassic Park episode in June. It is unbumpable. It is unbumpable. It's so been bumped. if you suggest close to that time, expect it to be in July. Because, yeah, you're not getting Jurassic you're Parks. You're not getting Jurassic <laughs> Parks. Because that that's unbumpable. It's unbumpable. It's a great movie, <laughs> and we're super stoked to do it. And we don't know how the hell we haven't done it yet either, so... Uh, thank you guys so much for listening as always. Please email us at overduehomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Overdue Homework Podcast. And as always, don't forget to tune in to the next exciting episode of the Overdue Homework Podcast.